content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Going higher. Hello, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early, broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia. Hey, guys. Good How afternoon. You only got one life. <laughs> what? I love our opening. <laughs> I just do. So. I do too. Yeah. What are you doing, Jer? It was great He's to be listening. in the studio with you yesterday. Today we're in separate studios, uh, but we're still knocking it out. Uh, And, uh, you know, all that positive energy. It is the holiday season. and uh, Separate but together, like co-parents in a divorce. Yes, yes. Yeah, my daughter's taking her finals right now as we speak. uh, uh, She goes to George Washington University in D.C., and she is very nervous. So uh, special positive energy going to D.C. right now to my baby. (laughs) Everyone. Oh, my gosh. But it's great to be here. Uh, And it's Tuesday. And uh, I also want to let you know that if you miss the podcast, uh, you can listen to the podcast after the broadcast anytime on your favorite podcast app or at OneLifeRadio.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. All those reviews make a difference. So great to be here. Great to have uh, Children's Health Defense with us uh, today. And Stephanie Lucrecio, are you there, sister? I am here. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Uh, we're excited to be here too, and especially this is my favorite. This is my favorite show of the week, really, uh, because we address so many important issues that really need our attention. And uh, we've got t- top the ten top uh, news and views of the week. Hopefully, we'll get through all of them. But if we don't, you can always sign up for the Defender newsletter and read them for yourself, which I suggest anyway, because we really only get to scratch the surface on these very important uh, news and view stories. Agreed, Stephanie. Agreed. Literally. This yeah. is just a There's a whole <laughs> deep dive that you can do down the rabbit holes on our website. So come on over. Yeah. And I'm just going to give a little tease. Wait till you hear about about your honey that you're putting <laughs> about your honey. About your honey, honey. Yeah. Honey's not what you think it is. And I pulled some extra, uh, uh, you know, stuff to discuss about that about um, from back in 2020 when the FDA announced that their temporary temporary flexibility policy regarding certain labeling requirements for foods uh, for humans uh, for human foods for humans during the COVID-19 pandemic as far as I know it hasn't been changed back but we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes as we continue through all these great stories with Stephanie Lacrecio she is the advocacy and outreach manager at Children's Health Defense she works to amplify the voices of those fighting for issues impacting the health and freedom of our children Stephanie provides support encouragement and action steps advocates can take to Build the more beautiful world that we want our children to live in. Their website is childrenshealthdefense.org. That's childrenshealthdefense.org. So let's get right to the first headline, Stephanie, that we're discussing today from the Defender Newsletter, Most Read News and Views of the Week. It reads, Supreme Court rejects RFK Jr. CHD motion to intervene in social media censorship case. So, Stephanie, what can you tell us about this story? 
Yeah, it's uh, not surprising, but still very disappointing that the U.S. Supreme Court rejected a motion by Children's Health Defense and its chairman on leave, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., to intervene in a lawsuit alleging the Biden administration colluded with social media companies to censor users' posts. Kennedy and CHC filed this motion to intervene on October 26, days after the Supreme Court agreed to hear a lawsuit brought by the Attorney Generals of Missouri and Louisiana accusing the White House through its communication with tech firms of violating the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Associate Justice Samuel Alito, in his lone dissent, said he would have granted CHDs and Kennedy's motion because denying it may cause irreparable harm to Kennedy who he said is one of the alleged victims of a coordinated campaign by high-level federal officials to suppress the expression of disfavored views on social media media platforms. I mean, the amount of censorship that we've experienced, we've had our Instagram, our Facebook uh, profiles completely taken down with hundreds of thousands of followers in there. We know that we still have Twitter, and we're still experiencing certain censorship on Twitter. It's uh, X now despite, mm-hmm. you know, what Elon Musk says. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because this whole disinformation dozen that they identified during the pandemic, which was really the core group of people that were spreading the information that people around the globe needed to hear mm-hmm. in order to make the best decisions for their families, instead of celebrating the fact that we were giving the real information out, CHD and so many others have paid the ultimate price and basically have been muzzled and our reach, I mean, literally, I can share something on social media and I will get a ton of engagement. If I put anything on my social media platform that has a children's healthdefense.org link attached to it, mm-hmm. the amount of shadow banning that happens as a result of sharing that post is insane. So we've had yeah. to become like yeah. MacGyver to figure out how to get our information. <laughs> Like, well, no, they did. Like, we've been censored. Yeah, we've been we've been censored for years on One Life Radio, all of our social media. I've told you this before. I think I'm pretty sure I have about uh, going back six years before COVID. I called out the FDA and aspartame and uh, the Wrigley's company. Next thing you know, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was censored. I was shadow banned. They gave me a penalty. What was it? Do you remember what the what? Not a penalty, but uh, they put me under like uh, whatever they do on oh, Facebook. Like, uh-huh. uh, uh, like probation or like. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, they put I'm me on probation, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, so why did RFK Jr. and Children's Health Defense ask the Supreme Court to intervene in their case? And why did the Supreme Court reject the motion, do you think, Stephanie? Well, I mean, I think that we're asking them to intervene because the Supreme Court's job is to uphold the constitutional amendments and freedoms that yep. Americans are supposed to have. Uh I think that they rejected it because, unfortunately, like so many other agencies that are supposed to be there to do a very specific job, they've been corrupted by those people that have a specific agenda that they want to push through. And the agenda is to have fear-based propaganda that leads people to just fall lockstep in line with whatever crazy mandates, rules, and regulations these agencies want to throw our way. And The sad part is that I feel like the narrative right now in 2023 going into 2024 is very similar to the narrative of 2019 going into 2020. And that Mm -hmm. concerns me because there is such a limitation for the information that can be put out there. I mean, you see even the vaccine injured wanting to share their stories and spread truth about the real life situations that have happened to them and so many others. Mm-hmm. They can on social media. So, yeah. 
unfortunately, the First Amendment, you know, right to be able to speak your mind, unless you're speaking in terms of the way the governing agencies, the Biden administration and all of their cronies want you to speak, mm-hmm. the unfortunate truth is your message is not going to get very far. Well, and and you w- will be fact-checked and you will be put in Facebook jail. Marie is raising her hand. Marie, what do you want to say? Well, no, and in a, you know, in a political year, like when it just puts him at a disadvantage, yeah, exactly. disadvantage yeah. if you're not already in the White House. Yeah. They're, you know, and you have to question candidates. that. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, when I read this, and I am a huge, I was always respected the Supreme Court with the utmost uh, amount of respect that a person could have. I mean, it's the Supreme Court, right? But I feel like even the Supreme Court now, and this is just my opinion, I feel like the Supreme Court has been corrupted as well. So I agree with you. I mean, it's a sad thing because where do you go these days? Where do you go? And an here, agency that has not been corrupted. You know, and there's so many, uh, so many dollars on the line here. I mean, they they don't want the truth to come out. Everything is is connected. You're talking about hundreds of billions and even trillions of dollars worldwide uh, in the profits from these vaccines. Uh, as a what do I want to say here <laughs> without getting myself in too deep and, and continuing going too far on this? But I just think we need to consider that. We need to consider how much money's being made and money corrupts. We know that power corrupts, money corrupts people. And I really feel that's what's happening. And as I said, it's just my opinion, even as high up as the Supreme Court of the United States of America. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think that there is a coordinated effort amongst many of these agencies because they're in deep with the lies. I mean, the lies go back to 2019 and they've just continued to present day. So there, there's a real coordinated effort to keep the narrative going, to keep people in a place where they're actually fearful of, you know, the boogeyman that's out there, whatever the virus is of the moment. And it's instead of letting people know that it really was a means to create a control mechanism. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just a little, well, I'll, I'll just say this and then we'll go to break because this is on another story I was reading last night and reporting on having to do, uh, and this is, <laughs> and I actually, some of the information I got from the Defender uh, newsletter, and it's about, um, about Ozempic, right? Um, and, and how dangerous those drugs are. And Wegovy, and what is the seg- sema, semaglutide? Is the actual name of the ingredient in those drugs? Is that correct? Right, you guys. Um, anyway, here's wh- here's what I was reading, and it was about uh, that the p- one of the side effects of those drugs is suicidal ideation. Okay, and um, and and they are not reporting on that. Okay, and they're trying. But here's the thing that I want to get to. So this w- uh, Wegovy or Ozempic craze. It's a hundred billion dollar business, a hundred billion dollars based on what I found. Okay, as it stands right now. And so a hundred billion dollars, that's a lot of dough. That's really Mm -hmm. a lot of dough. All right. And so that amount of money uh, and and this affects like the stock market and everything. Like you said, it's all kind of connected. It's like a trickle down from the top. Um, and, you know, if they were to take that drug off the market because of all the side effects, including suicidal ideation, which is really not even getting out there on mainstream media, the side effects and how, how dangerous these drugs are, um, they would lose a lot of money. And, no, and they don't want that to happen. And that goes uh, 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 for the vaccines as well. You know, that's how I, I see the connection in everything. It's just, you know, one lie after the next. 
one cover-up after the next. You just keep applying it to different industries and different situations, but yeah. the playbook is exactly the same if you take the, the time same, to analyze yes. the score. The same playbook. And, uh, okay, so let's go to break. Uh, we'll be right back. Everybody stay tuned. More coming up with Stephanie Lucretio. She is the Advocacy and Outreach Manager at Children's Health Defense. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body. Yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. everybody welcome back to one life radio this is bernadette Fiaschetti with jerry caldwell marie early and stephanie lucretio she is the advocacy and outreach manager at children's health defense we're going over the top news and views of the week from the defender newsletter and the children's health defense.org our second headline we're discussing today is a chd funds lawsuit on behalf of man who says verizon cell tower triggered life-threatening cardiac events so stephanie we reported on this case a week ago um, and since that report chd has funded a lawsuit on behalf of the man harmed by the 5g henry or hank allen so who are they suing and how do they plan to prove this case sure so this idaho man henry hank allen is alleging the radio frequency radiation emitted by a cell tower installed right next to his home triggered more than 15 episodes of atrial fibrillation and has sued verizon and other companies involved in the operation of the tower including horizon tower llc which is owns and operates which owns and operates the tower and telecommunications provider AT&T and Dish Wireless, which also own and operate equipment at the tower site. He said that the electromagnetic sensitivity makes him vulnerable to life-threatening cardiac episodes, which began in April 2021 when Verizon activated the tower. 
According to the lawsuit, Allen said the high levels of radiofrequency radiation admitted by the tower also exacerbated other EMS symptoms, including tinnitus, extreme fatigue, impaired memory and vision, sleep disruption, and flu-like symptoms. EMS, sometimes called electromagnetic hypersensitivity, EHS, or microwave syndrome, is a medical term for a federally recognized condition protected under the Americans with Disabilities Act in which oh, yeah. individuals suffer adverse health effects due to EMF exposure. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunately up to 30% of the U.S. population experiences mild EHS. 1.5 to 5% have moderate cases of the condition, and approximately 1.5% suffer severe cases like Allen's, and approximately 0.65% cannot work at all because of their disability. So this is this is a real concern, especially as you're seeing more and more. I mean, my new game when I'm driving down the highway uh-huh. is to count the towers that I see. There are so many towers popping up in the most random of locations, and they do all kinds of things to mask them. Have you seen the towers that look like trees? Like they put tree branches on the towers to make uh-huh. them look less obvious. I, it's insane. I have seen that. That's nuts. It's it's really it's, nuts. And, you know, I, I really challenge people to think about this because one of the things that's challenging with electromagnetic sensitivity is, you know, sometimes when you can't see what the culprit is that's causing you issues that you don't know where they're coming from, I really suggest people start to take notice of where they are in the house in relationship to their router. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's a way that they can hardwire, shut off their Wi-Fi. I notice for myself that if I'm sitting in front of my computer all day, my router is on my left side. If I'm not hardwired with the Wi-Fi off by the end of the day, I get ringing in my ear. I get radiating pain down the left side and around my left breast. So Mm. there's definitely something to it. And this condition is impacting the lives of so many people. But because it's not something that's talked about on the mainstream, you'll never hear them discuss this. People often don't even know that it exists, number one, mm-hmm. and many times don't even know that they're suffering from it. A lot of symptoms, these weird things that people are all of a sudden are feeling, I challenge them to do some sort of a digital detox, mm-hmm. hardwire where you can shut off the Wi-Fi when you can and start to take notice. Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you know, we can go to doctors and specialists all we want. If they're not being re- given the information about these types of illnesses, they're not going to be able to properly diagnose. So we really need to start taking notice mm-hmm. of what's impacting our body and how our body's feeling after we're around certain things, after we eat certain things. We have to become our own detectives. Mm-hmm. And what does CHD and Allen want from the lawsuit? What do, you, what, are the, what do they hope will happen? What do they rule well, that they rule on? I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, the complaint is basically something about that Alan works and lives in constant fear for his health and his very life because of the mm-hmm. constant RF exposure he's subject mm-hmm. to. And the defendants refuse to recognize the federal disability law that would solve the conflict. So I'm hopeful that they start to recognize that this is a disability and they need to do something to either mitigate the exposure that this man is dealing with or, or I don't know, give him some, some sort of retribution mm-hmm. for what he's been dealing with. Yeah. It's pretty scary. What do you think about those necklaces and stuff that you can wear to, like, uh, you know, deflect the EMFs? You know, I think people have to do their homework on that. I do believe that there are certain things out there that could help, as with anything. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure people are making mm-hmm. profit. I have 
some of the safe sleeve products that I put on my phone. Um, you know, I have like the blanket. I, I bought some of the copper jewelry. The best thing to do is to muscle test, like to hold up your arm and have somebody muscle uh-huh. test or to get one of those safe and sound pro meters and uh-huh. just measure the radiation with or without the, these different products. Uh-huh. It's yeah. hard. It's really hard because, it is again, hard. it's this invisible thing that you can't really see. And with bioindividuality, some people may respond to certain things while other people won't. Yeah. Well, the so truth really of- has to be yeah. on your individual basis. The truth will eventually come out. You know, a lot of people, when you talk about stuff like that, they think, oh, wow, what a weirdo, you know, what a, what a, they're, right? They think that, that it's not yeah. real. They think that you're just, you're wackadoodles. Okay. <laughs> My own family members wackadoodle. Like, literally, <laughs> last week, I had a complete, like, standoff with my teenage son because he's been home from his homeschool program, and he goes on the computer and I said to him, you can't keep the Wi-Fi. So I bought this ginormous Ethernet cable that, like, goes up my stairs. It's like a 100-foot cable. And he was resisting. And I'm like, I'm not asking you. I'm yeah. telling you. You're, you're you. plugging this in and you're hardwiring. Because I'm not sitting in front of a Wi-Fi router all day long and baking because you don't want to use this simple solution. Yeah. And now he proactively looks for it because he realizes that his connection when he's gaming is much stronger than if he was on Wi-Fi and it's glitching. Oh, wow. Well, I did win eventually. It wasn't without some challenge, but I did win. (laughs) Well, and I worry about all of our children. Even, you know, my daughter with a computer, you know, in front of her all day long, even at the internship that she does, she's constantly on a computer, on a computer, doing her homework late at night, typically, you know, know, on her lap and all these things. And I worry about her eyes. I worry about, I worry about her. And I know all, all parents out there feel the same way. And it is something that we need to um, look into. And if it is true, we need to minimize the, uh, the, the negative effects of these, of these screens, right? And this internet and wireless and everything, right? And the, the two things that people can do right now that I think we, we know for sure mitigate, it's hardwire where you can go online, order those simple ethernet connections that have adapters to fit any of the devices that you have. And I think another important thing, especially for our children, is to get those blue light glasses because we ah. definitely know staring at screens mm-hmm. all day long 100% has an impact on your eyesight. And I also think the instance of size is up. I noticed for myself when I'm not wearing them and I'm staring at the screen, I was uh-huh. getting size so often. So wow. you know, we need to do what we can to mitigate where we can. We Well, we're talking about it. That's the first step. Let's go to the next headline. It reads, out of excuses, groundbreaking legal petition demands EPA ban glyphosate. So, Stephanie, who is behind behind this groundbreaking petition to end the use of glyphosate? So it's a coalition of environmental and farm workers groups. They said on Wednesday that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is out of excuses for continuing to allow the use of herbicide glyphosate which has been linked to cancer in people who are exposed to it. Oh, yeah. And we've been seeing for a long time, but yet um, not much has been done. So the Center mm-hmm. for Food Safety filed a petition with the EPA on behalf of Beyond Pesticides and four farm workers groups, including Alianza Nacional de Campinas, saying glyphosate registration in the U.S. is illegal. 
The petition was filed a week after cancer scientists at the NIH published a study in the environmental health perspectives, which found that male farmers had markers of genotoxicity when they reported high levels of glyphosate use. The World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer warned in 2015 that glyphosate is, quote, probably carcinogenic to humans. I mean, let's just mm -hmm. take a moment to, like, laugh at the absurdity of putting that in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Roundup manufacturer Monsanto, not now owned by Bayer, was ordered to pay more than $2.3 billion by juries in 2018 and 2019 for failing to warn the public about the product's risk. Wow. Despite mounting evidence of the harmful effects of glyphosate, said CFS on Wednesday, EPA has declined to act. And here's another example of a governing agency that's failing to do their job. Mm, again, and uh, you know, I know uh, it didn't uh, when we were talking about the first story with RFK Jr. and the censorship. You know, and I kind of switched gears and went to the and went to the Ozempic. But again, it's the same game book or the same game, right? It's the same playbook, I should say. Except then it was big pharma. Now it's 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 big it's big energy and big chemical. This is big chemical, and there's billions of dollars on the line. They don't want to lose. They're all in bed together. You know, and that's that same same thing happening here, right, Stephanie? Same exact thing. I mean, this has been going on for years, and I have to tell you, this issue was the start of my advocacy in like 2011. I remember handing out uh, pamphlets about GMOs at PTA meetings in my local PTA, and just having people stare at me like I was out of my mind. Uh huh. But there really is something to it. I mean, they oh, say definitely. <laughs> and if you think about how 64 other nations refuse to allow these chemicals in their food in the U.S., it's like, sure, go right yeah. ahead. Let's like see good how old USA. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we're literally like yeah. they're guinea pigs. And yeah. unfortunately, we have to start really looking at labels and seeing, I mean, now with this appeal, all these things that they're putting in our fruits and vegetables, it's so important to be reading ingredients and to get really familiar with what herbs and what crops are using mm -hmm. glyphosate-based pesticides and make sure that we're avoiding them at all costs. Because if they're not going to change it based on these governing agencies doing their jobs, if they start to lose profits off of these type of foods and American consumers just say, I'm not buying them, mm -hmm. eventually they'll have no choice but to make yeah. a new decision. And if you think we're exaggerating or maybe, you know, uh, you question what we're talking about on the air right now, I would encourage you to get a copy of the book, The Wuhan Cover-Up and the Terrifying Bioweapons Arms Race by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, who is running for president of the United States as an independent. That book tells it all like it it speaks volumes about the history of so many things that have been going on the corruption in our world especially in this country so i encourage you to get a copy it makes a great christmas present too the wuhan cover-up by robert f kennedy jr okay i'm looking at the clock let's go for a quick break and when we get back we've got some other great stories you're not going to want to miss them stay tuned everyone will be right back you are listening to one life radio Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Healthy for the holidays. Make this season a celebration of joy and health with EnviroMedica. Save up to 30% when you buy four items or more. Mix or match your items. Boost immunity with products like Immunoflora or Pastured Beef Liver. Improve gut health with TerraFlora Daily Care, TerraFlora Advanced Care, or TerraFlora Deep Immune. Or take the well-rounded approach with EnviroMedica's Magnesium Lotion Goodnight. 
or magnetic clay bath for detoxing or pasteurized collagen cartilage. Make this season a celebration of joy and health. Healthy for the holidays at Enviromedica.com. That's Enviromedica.com. Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Stephanie Lucretio. We are broadcasting live here at uh, iHeartMedia Studios in Dallas, Texas. And we're talking about the top news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter with Stephanie Lucretio from the childrenshealthdefense.org. Okay, we've got a few stories to get through here, uh, Stephanie. So let's go with the next top headline from the Defender Newsletter reads... And this is one of my, this is the one that I really want people to understand. <laughs> it's, it's impactful. Okay, so the headline reads, Canada reports 300% increase in unspecified causes of death, sparking calls for investigation. Stephanie, this is a huge increase in unspecified deaths in Canada. Do you think Canadian officials will investigate the reasons behind the uptick in these kinds of deaths, along with a possible link to the COVID-19 vaccine? I certainly hope so, but let's just take a moment to think about how absurd it is to hear these phrases like unspecified or unknown causes and die uh-huh. suddenly, how normal this has become. I mean, if you think about over the last couple of years, I've seen so many video compilations of athletes, young people that have died suddenly and they don't know the reason or the cause. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's definitely something there. And we see as life expectancy plummets in Canada, a new government report claims, quote, unspecified causes have become the fifth leading cause of death in the country after cancer, heart disease, COVID-19, and accidents. Mm -hmm. According to the statistics, Canada reports unspecified causes in 2022 past strokes, aneurysm, chronic bronchitis, emphysema, asthma, diabetes, influenza, and pneumonia, chronic liver disease, and cirrhosis. Alzheimer's and suicide as causes of death. I mean, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Statistics Canada, also known as StatCan, released the report on November 27th in the Daily, the agency's online news bulletin. The report generated a slew of nearly identical headlines provided by Canada's National News Service and Canada's leading newspaper. Andrew mm-hmm. Picard, health columnist at The Globe and Mail in Toronto, Canada newspaper of record, called the life expectancy drop to 81.3 years in 2022 from 82.3 years in 2019, quote, a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's only the second time this sharp a drop has happened in Canada in the past century, Picard said. Mm. Like many mainstream journalists and public health officials in the U.S. examining the U.S. drop in life expectancy, Picard blames chronic diseases, drug overdoses, opioid deaths, smoking, unhealthy diets, and, quote, indifference for the decline in Canada. Mm -hmm. There are virtually no mitigation measures like masking anymore, and vaccination rates have fallen sharply, he wrote. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You, 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 I mean, I know many people in my circle and family members that have uh, died from since, you know, during uh, all of this, that the ones that got vaccinated. And, and I was in Houston over the weekend and there was a Lyft driver that was, uh, we got to chatting uh, uh, anyway. And she was telling me that she had recently lost her wife. Okay. They had four children. Um, and, and, and I asked her, you know, I came right out and asked her, I said, were, was she vaccinated? And she said, yes. In, and, um, and she died of a heart attack at 46 years old, perfectly healthy. So you hear stories like that and you have to question, you know, what's going on? What's going on with this? Even Dr. Malone said on the show here back about a month ago that we should not take the vaccine. It is not safe. He is the one that invented the technology for the MRNA vaccine and the DNA uh, D, uh, our, our RNA, RNA uh, technology. And when you've got somebody like that, one of the leading scientists in the whole world warning people, and yet here we are, we're talking about it, and our governments are not paying attention worldwide, like Canada. What are they doing? What are they thinking, Stephanie? I mean, I think it's the same thing of just, you know, they're so embedded with the lie that they just have to keep it going at this point. Mm-hmm. Because if you mm-hmm. think about how all those messages of, you know, the prime minister, the president, different people standing up. I mean, I remember the mayor at the time of New York sitting down at a press conference and eating a burger and fries and like enticing people to go get their COVID vaccine. And every time you think of vaccine, think of this delicious burger and these delicious Mm. fries as he's stuffing Mm -hmm. his face, sitting on the the panel, like talking to the entire country. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's disgusting and unbelievable to me. And, you know, if you think about besides death, I've been hearing of all these people suddenly coming down with these aggressive turbo cancers. Like there's Mm -hmm, so much mm -hmm. happening with health right now. And it boils down to this unfortunate, you know, phrase that they've been using for years, that correlation Mm -hmm. doesn't equal causation. And it's like when you think about science, the scientific method is breaking down what is happening, looking at the root causes, looking at the correlations and the overlap of situations that could potentially be leading to what we're seeing. And they're just digging their head in their sands and they just keep saying the same thing over and over again. We don't know. And I want people to think about from the perspective, this is just one vaccine that we're talking about that's Mm -hmm. affecting the population of adults. Mm -hmm. But if you think about sudden infant death syndrome and how nobody seems to know what causes that, but if you look at the numbers and the, the reports, most of these children that are dying are dying within a few days to a week of receiving right. whatever vaccines that they're getting at their well visit. So it poses the question, does correlation equal causation? And, and yeah. where are these scientists getting their information from? Uh, Steve Kirsch wrote a bu- uh, just a wonderful blog about uh, sudden infant death syndrome, and it's real, and it's because of the vaccine, and they know it. Uh, that's my opinion based on what I have read um, from a lot of really uh, intelligent uh, experts in the field. But again, you know, they're not going to, they don't, in fact, during COVID when uh, vaccination rates were down, not coincidentally, uh, sudden infant death syndrome fell by 36%. I believe that's the number. 
Um, and so, you know, when you think about that, why can't we just open the books and look at it as caring human beings that live on the planet Earth that want to help one another? Why does everything have to be connected to money? It's really kind of sickening when you think about it, what's been going on in our world for a very long time. Again, I'm going to tell you to get a copy of the book, The Wuhan Cover-Up and the Terrifying Bioweapons Arms Race that just came out a few weeks ago. Uh, it was written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It's an incredible Christmas gift for anybody in your world that is truly uh, wants to get to the truth or just loves a good intellectual read and it's history and there's in I absolutely yeah right I pair that with back sun back because I think for people who are yes. questioning the vaccine uh-huh. schedule that want to get a feeling of confidence knowing that your child is going to be perfectly healthy without taking all the vaccines on the schedule yeah. this book dives into the science there are graphs right. there are case studies well so. and if it, here's the thing. If we're wrong, let's just say, okay, you guys are wrong. Then take away, um, then, then let these doctors and these uh, big, big pharma be responsible. Let them, let them hold that liability in their, in their hands. Let them be responsible it, and let the cards lie. And this speaking of cards, all of this is just a house of cards and they, it's going to fall. That's one of the reasons they're fighting it so, so hard is because it's just a house of cards and they know it. It is absolutely a house of cards. And I feel like that people are starting to question. So the more that we question, the more that we ask these things. I mean, think about how many times Robert F. K. Jr., you know, how many times R. K. Jr. has asked for people like Fauci and all these other ones mm-hmm. to debate him. They've put out so much money. Nobody has taken him up on the offer. So that should cause people to pause and question mm-hmm. if their science was actually science and they had the facts to disprove someone that's supposed to be on the disinformation dozen list, then why aren't these people running to take this, you know, this opportunity to debate him? None of them are. Well, in our in our next uh, headline is uh, connected to all this too. Let's quickly go over it, then we'll go to break real quick. The fifth news story we're talking about from uh, t- or today from the Defender newsletter reads: mRNA, mRNA vaccines may produce random nonsense proteins that trigger unintended immune response. Did Pfizer know, Stephanie? Did they know? If I had to put my money on it, I would say they absolutely did. But I think we need to dig deeper into these unspecified and sudden deaths like we were just talking about. The developers of Pfizer's BioNTech gene therapy immunization product, quote, vaccine, overlook or fail to anticipate a common mistake in the translation of synthetic messenger RNA, mRNA, to protein. The mistranslation may cause the expression of potentially harmful protein side products. As a result, some people who receive the shots develop immune responses to the the protein products, and scientists don't know what, if any, long-term consequences may ensue. Mm. The paper reporting this effect appeared in Nature in December 2023, three years after the mRNA-based vaccine rollout, and the potential to address these potentially dangerous effects had passed but not before more than 600 million doses of the mRNA vaccines had been administered in the U.S. Mm, wow. Unbelievable. But uh, we have to go to break. And we've got, we've got a lot of four more stories coming up. And the one about the honey is next. So stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. 
Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Stephanie Lucretio. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, and iHeartMedia. If you miss the podcast, you can listen to the podcast after the broadcast anytime on your favorite podcast app or oneliferadio.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. Okay, we've got a few more stories. I've been teasing the honey story throughout the whole broadcast. So here we are. The, the headline reads, up to 70% of all honey in the U.S. is fake, testing reveals. This article was written by Dr. Joseph Mercola, who I, um, I uh, trust so much. I do. And so what did he have to say, Stephanie? I'm so disturbed by the story because I <laughs> use honey so much. Oh, me too. It's crazy. But yeah, tests have revealed that 50 to 70% of all U.S. honey is fake or adulterated. And according to a comprehensive review of fake foods published in the Journal of Food Science, honey is the third most fake food in the world. So scary. Oh, my gosh. Number three, fake foods. So honey can be faked and adulterated in many different ways to, quote, fraudulently control the market. Common strategies include diluting the honey with sugars or syrups or feeding corn syrup to the bees rather than allowing them to forage for pollen. Oh um, adult gosh. honey may have lingering aftertaste or will simply taste too sugary. Real honey isn't very sticky. Rather, it tends to have a balm or cream-like consistency when rubbed between your fingers. If it's excessively sticky, chances are refined sugars or syrups have been added. So real, raw, unfiltered honey also tends to have a cloudy appearance and may have remnant honeycomb particles or flecks of pollen in it. Just some things for you to look at. To ensure authenticity, buy honey from a local beekeeper. You'll typically find them at farmer's markets. Also, use your senses. Many adulterated honeys will lack the floral notes found in pure honey. 
Adulterated honey may also have a lingering acid taste, so it will simply taste too, too sugary and is far stickier and transparent than real honey. So mm. once again, don't take anything for face value. And I think that buying local where you can for so many of these things mm-hmm. is important because, mm-hmm. you know, even for our kids, our children have no idea that all these foods that end up on the supermarket shelves, like they come from somewhere. So right. I think it's a great lesson for us as adults to get to know where our food is coming from to start to create and forge some strong relationships with local farmers, local mm-hmm. local beekeepers, mm-hmm. and to pull our children into that process so that they can understand the process behind the foods in the supermarket. I know. It's what would be? to know where things come from. It is so important. When I was reading this, I was thinking of the B movie you know, with Jerry Seinfeld. What would Barry Benson say about all of this? Well, they, <laughs> they found like one in seven of, of Manuka honeys were fake. And those are expensive honey. Oh, my gosh. Really? Like, and so yep. I'm going to do some more investigating because I have or to know. One in, um, the one in seven, one was real. The others were fake. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, you know, during uh, COVID, and I don't, a lot of people don't know about this. I reported on it several years ago, and I know someone who was actually in the, who is in the manufacturing business of a food product who had to substitute, okay? But he is an honest person, and a lot of people are not, and it is, a, is a not a huge company. It's not like a big food industry, right, uh, that, that, that has, uh, you know, um, monetary motivation to lie about its food ingredients. But this, this actually happened. So this is a headline that I'm reading. FDA announces, and it's from, uh, it's from 2020, FDA announces temporary flexibility policy regarding certain labeling requirements for food, excuse me, for foods for humans during COVID-19 pandemic. I alluded to it earlier, but basically what they said is you can substitute and you don't have to tell. You don't have to report it on the label and something like, so specific examples are contained in the guidance. It says, for example, an ingredient could be temporarily reduced or omitted. Like for example, green peppers from a vegetable quiche that contains small amounts. But here's a really good one. Substitution of certain oils. Uh, may temporarily be appropriate without a label change, such as canola oil for sunflower oil, because they contain similar types of fats. But this, the person that I talked to about this, they were able to use non-grass-fed, just regular whey protein instead of grass-fed whey protein. Um, and so think about how many companies took advantage of that. Uh, and, and, and as far as I know, based on uh, what we investigated today, it has not been changed back. And that was part of the problem that people were worried about. Like, oh, my gosh, this is a slippery slope. And when are they going to change this back? Big food. This behooves big food, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and so you've got uh, small companies that are more honest. Um, but big food, they don't care. They're not going to change it. They hope they never change it back. So they can slip in canola oil instead of a healthier oil, like it says on their label, without ever changing it. So true. Except for people that don't know about canola oil, they've done such a great job of promoting that as like a heart healthy oil. It's Something not. Yeah. We know it's not. People need to read because they literally, my rule of thumb is if there's a commercial or commercial advertising is promoting it, I'm pretty much going to go oh, the yeah. opposite. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's, that's, a good, that's a good measuring stick because if they've got enough money to advertise on television, guess what? They're not doing everything. I just don't believe that they're, they're not doing everything as well as they should. Let's put it that way, depending upon the industry. Go ahead, Okay, Maria. I'm dying to know. What are the number one and number two fake foods? 
A penny's number three. I don't think it said it in this in this article. Um, Hold on, scanning to see if it's in here. Um, No, I don't see it in the paragraph that it's talking about. I'm going to have to find out from Dr. Mercola himself. Yeah, um, and we will report. And we will report on it in the new year because, you know, we've got about two minutes left. And uh, and then we won't talk to you guys until after the new year. So uh, we are we, we will be playing best ofs next week uh, to celebrate uh, Christmas and New Year's and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah's mm-hmm. already over. But <laughs> the holidays in general. Um, do you want to continue talking about this or go to the next story, Stephanie? We've got about a minute and a half. Try to squeeze one more in. Okay. The headline reads, Heartless, New York Times sinks to new low, suggests 24-year-old's myocarditis, death not caused by vaccine. Okay, and there's the music. You've got 15 seconds. What do you want to say? Um, the New York Times last Wednesday ran an article that ridiculed a 24-year-old man who died from complications of the COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm out of breath. I swear. Truffles are the number one fake food. What are <laughs> Truffles. Really? Yes. Maple syrup. Oh, maple syrup. I knew that because my, my, my uh, uncle used to be in the maple syrup business in Vermont. Parmesan um, cheese. Oh, gosh. All right. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> crazy, crazy uh, stories. Everyone pay attention. Just pay attention because... You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Happy holidays, Stephanie. Thank you for your contribution today. You. Happy holidays to you all. Thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow.